Welcome to the Ambitious and Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Stallings. I'm a fitness and lifestyle coach, corporate trainer, speaker, wife, and dog mom who is on a mission to provide ambitious women just like you the tools to master their fitness, mindset, and career. Each week, I will share powerful tools on how to increase your confidence, crush those mindset blocks, and create a fit lifestyle for long-term success. Because when you put yourself at the top of your to-do list, everything else you've been working towards will fall into place. Now, let's jump into the episode. What's up, gorgeous friend? I'm so excited to be sharing this amazing episode with you because I am interviewing a very close friend and queen of pivot during a pandemic, Tara Hunsicker. Tara owns four businesses, more than four businesses, from lashes to hair extensions to an online course to hair salons, all in the DFW area and online. In this episode, we dive into Tara's story, how and why she's become the successful, busy entrepreneur, mom, wife that she is today, how she balances family, friendships, and her four plus businesses and how she's been able to make a massive pivot during the pandemic. So enough to chat. Let's dive into the episode. All right, you guys. So welcome back to the Ambitious and Fit podcast. I have one of my incredible friends, Tara Hunsicker, here with me. She is what I call the queen of pivot, and I'm so excited to have her on the Ambitious Event podcast, you guys. She is just out of this world amazing. I am going to let her introduce herself and all of the amazing businesses that she has, but she is an entrepreneur, a badass, all of the above. So Tara, if you don't mind introducing yourself. Thank you so much for having me here today. Um, My name is Tara. I own Modern Lux Salon in Frisco, Texas. I have multiple companies relating to beauty. I remember the first day you and I met, we had a hair consultation. And after about 10 minutes, you decided we would be friends. Yes. And here we are. (laughs) I absolutely love it. And guys, Tara is absolutely amazing. She has numerous businesses. So when she just says that she just has a a few things going on, even like that's not even to say the least, she has a extension line. She has two salons. She even has a makeup slash lash line that she just launched in the middle of the pandemic. And so that's something that I really want to hit on with you today. Uh, So we'll of course want to dive into that. But overall, I want to go into a little bit more about, you know, your story and how you got into the beauty industry and Overall, also, you guys, she has one heck of a husband. His name is Aaron. She is a mom of two kids. She's doing so many things. And so I think it's just so valuable for us to be able to hear about, you know, your entrepreneurial mindset, you being in a competitive industry, you then having to be innovative and then also pivoting in the middle of a pandemic when you weren't able to do hair anymore. And so tell us a little bit about like your story. So how did you even get into the beauty industry? What made you want to go into it? Um, Well, I did a year of college outside of high school after high school and because that's what you do, right? You finish high school and you go to college. And I went not knowing what I wanted to do after about a year. Uh, I didn't want to go back and I don't think they wanted me back either. (laughs) So I had a best friend who had gone through cosmetology school and I, you know, I went home and decided, well, maybe I'll try that. And I have loved everything beauty since I was two years old. I've always been into hair and makeup and nails and all of that stuff. In fact, I think that's what I spent most of my time doing in college. <laughs> I, I was the queen of getting people ready for date night. I'd do your nails, I'd pick out your outfit, you know, so I was I was kind of a, a and beauty And you yourself consult. have just fantastic style. You guys, if I look like Tara in my late 30s, <laughs> early 40s, I'm oh my gosh. considered winning everybody. I'm definitely going <laughs> to add her. I'm going to tag her on Instagram. Go to her Instagram at Tara Trace. And also she has numerous other Instagrams, which she's going to, of course, mention later on today. But she is the cutest human, most beautiful too, human ever. Kind. So, Thank you. <laughs> um, so the fact that you got into beauty is not shocking um, no. and that you helped everybody else because you put me together after every <laughs> single one of my appointments too. <laughs> yeah. So I started doing hair and it really was, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do? I didn't do anything with school. And so I still needed, you know, I needed a job. I needed a yeah. career. So I went into that and I didn't expect to love it as much as I do. So I didn't go to cosmetology school knowing that I loved to do hair. That kind of came later. So I very much look at opportunity. Where do I have an opportunity? Where do I have an opportunity to grow or start something or be something? It wasn't really that I was following a passion. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I think the passion came later. Yeah. And I think that 
You have this resilience about you. If anybody meets Tara, you know that she is a force to be reckoned with. Is and but you're just so confident and you Anytime anybody comes with you with any sort of problem, you always think of 10 different solutions, the way that you can just go ahead and and move through those items. And like you also deflect any sort of negativity, which is really great to see. And you're just this amazing powerhouse of a woman. It's just, it's incredible. And like that's when I knew whenever I first found you. So how I personally found Tara was I was looking into extensions. So I always had like thinner hair and I was just at the point where I wanted long, beautiful hair, something that, you know, I could have a fuller ponytail. And you're getting ready to compete too. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to have it in order to do fitness competitions. And so what I did was I went to this website that said, oh yeah, this, you know, certain type of extension, you know, it's like hand woven sort of extensions. Um, Yeah. Hand tied extensions. The only individual in Dallas that was sort of to do it was you. And so I was like, all right, great. So I'm just going to call this chick. She's in Frisco. It's going to be great. So I called you and I booked that consultation. The moment that I met you, I was like, oh my God, this woman is like ambitious. She makes me feel like a million bucks and I haven't even gotten my hair done yet. And then you just like were able to understand me and be able to, it was almost like even like a therapy session too. Like you just have a way of connecting. A lot of times that's what hair is, you know, it is a therapy session. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I got to pay extra. Like anytime (laughs) you tip your hairdresser, make sure you tip them for all the therapy that they just helped you through. But like, you just have a way of just making somebody like, even if I, you know, even if anybody has a bad day, you just have a way of bringing out the confidence in them and making them just feel beautiful and making them feel like they're able to have choices. And so I told you my vision of having my extensions and you said, you know, hey, actually, yes, I was certified to do these hand-tied extensions, but I actually have this brand new method. Are you open to me trying it on you? I was like, absolutely. Hell yeah, go for it. And you literally took a method and you saw a way to make it 10 to 20 times better. And then you were able to then use it on me. And that just shows right there your personality. You're caring, you're ambitious, you're driven, you care about others so much, and yet you're innovative all the well, time. I think time. you and I are very similar as far as being able to read people's energy yeah. and reacting to that. So, you know, when you really connect to somebody, it's hard for me to open up to somebody right away. I'm always very cautious and I'm a very introverted private person. But I'm no one would I'm ever very... guess that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel people's energy. And so when that spark is flying and you, you know, you can really connect with somebody, I think that definitely is something to embrace. And I think that also, you know, part of what I love about what I do, and I probably could find this same joy in a lot of other things in life, is I love to teach and I love to help people. I want to make you feel good about yourself. I want to offer you a solution, you know? So that kind of goes back into looking for opportunity. It doesn't necessarily have to be the actual thing that I'm doing, but if I'm adding value to what you're doing and I'm bringing a solution for you, that's going to make you feel a million times better than when you walked in. I mean, that's winning for me. Yeah. I was about to say like having others succeed and others feel amazing makes you then feel amazing. Like that's just how selfless of a person that you are in that way. I mean, and just like, and how confident you are is just so magnetic and attractive. It's just one of those things that like anytime I'm around you, I just feel 10 times more confident just because it's all about who you surround yourself with, right? Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. I mean, your friends, your family. But I think that also stems from your family too. So, I mean, I had parents and family members, you know, growing up that they always told me I was pretty. They always told me I was talented. They encouraged me in anything that I did. And so, you know, I was also the little girl that every time I walked by a mirror, I'd walk by and be like, mm, I look good. <laughs> Get you know, girl. so... I, I don't know. I, I And it's not even that I think of myself that I look good or I'm this attractive person, but I have self-doubts like everybody else. And, yeah. you know, the, it goes in waves where you, you're on a high and you're like, I'm amazing. I'm confident. I know exactly what I'm doing. I got this shit. And then, you know, it tanks the next day because you're like, oh my God, I'm a failure. That didn't work or for whatever reason, I'm feeling down. So like you were already having success when it came to, you know, hairdressing and, you know, things in like the, the beauty industry in general. But what made you all of a sudden want to go into this entrepreneurial side of things of having, you know, two salons and then also having an extension brand and also, you know, like all of those things, what made you want to go more of the entrepreneurial route versus just sitting behind a chair and being at somebody else's salon? Like what, what drove you in order to do that? Um, well, I, n- I never really wanted to have my own salon. When I first started doing hair, I looked at it as a, a babysitting job, basically. Yeah. Just from the experience that I had had in the first couple of salons that I was in, I was like, oh no, I don't want to deal with that. I'd say one of the experiences that definitely shaped my mindset and why I do what I do, I believe everybody should have this experience at one point in their life. 
my husband was at work and I was at home. We were newly married, uh, had our first place together. And he asked me to pay the bills. And I sat down at our dining room table and looked at a stack of bills that were all marked past due in big red letters. Oh, geez. Talk about anxiety uh, through the roof. I never wanted to have that experience again. I was in tears. I couldn't believe we were in that place, you know, because I was in La La Land. I was like, I'm married. I have an amazing husband and we have our little townhouse and we have our dog and life was perfect, right? Well, you know, when you actually have to sit down and look at reality, it's eye-opening and (laughs) gut-wrenching. And so from that moment on, I just decided we are not going to live like this. So I look for opportunity everywhere. Like, how can I take care of my family? How can I contribute to us as a couple? And how can I keep us afloat in life? <laughs> yeah. And just the, the things that like, I mean, fast forward all the way to now. I mean, like you essentially hired your husband. That's, I mean, you basically, you two are a dynamic duo. He is a manager of the salons. Tell me more about your relationship and how do you feel about you know, working with your partner and being the dynamic duo with with your husband? Um, Well, that didn't happen right away. We decided to move forward with opening a salon because we wanted something for ourselves and for our family. And I had the opportunity to work independently at a salon. And I loved the concept of it. I liked the idea of it, but I wanted to kind of do it my own way. I wanted it to be a little bit more glam, a little bit more upscale. And I wanted the ambiance to reflect me and other stylists that were like me. And so that's how the first salon got started. And then three years later, we opened a second salon. Yeah. uh, And uh, we opened the second salon full at both locations, which I think is a miracle in itself. I don't think any business or very rare does a business have that kind of success right out of the gate. There's multiple plates spinning here. Yeah. Um, There's so many things going on with that. So you're like opening up different businesses. As far as my husband. So we had the salon and then we were also distributing for a hair company out of Australia. And so for extensions, for for hair extensions. So we were distributing for a hair extension company and it got to the point where, you know, it it started taking off and there was no way that I was going to be able to be behind the chair and running a salon and being able to run this hair company. And so was he still like, he had a corporate job. He still had a corporate job Mm -hmm. and everything during this time. Yes. Wow. That's so he had a corporate job. And so he's like, okay, well, I think, you know, I can, I can take care of inventory and orders and, you know, do that, you know, outside of work. And it got to the point where, you know, the orders just started coming in and there's no way that he was going to be able to work his corporate job and take care of this other business that we just started, this distribution company that we had started. So he quit his corporate job and he took that over full time. And then after that, as we were expanding the salon, he started managing more of the back end things of the salons that I don't necessarily have time for because I'm the creative brain and I'm doing hair and I'm managing people. And so he took over a lot of that and he has the role of salon manager as well as director of operations and marketing and sales Sales and and all of the things. All the things. Do you feel like he balances you out when it comes to that stuff? Definitely. Definitely. He has a more organized brain than I do. So (laughs) I like to come home and tell him my grand idea. I'm like, I want to do this and just make it happen. And so... You know, now I have to preface it with like, don't say no, just think about it for a minute. And so that way he'll think about it and then he'll actually be able to come back and tell me like, okay, this is an idea we can make it work. Or you know what? That's really not realistic. So let's think of another way that we can maybe move forward with something like this. He's not utterly soul crushing. (laughs) Well, no. And you know, what's so great is that I feel like whenever I think of you and Aaron and Aaron is her husband's name, like Tara's husband is absolutely awesome. He's so good. He's He's so business driven and he's so logical and analytical and like in the best way possible. That's the thing. I don't have those skills, but he's also very like, uh, I mean, he's very personable too. So like him having all of those personality traits, like I think that it, you two are, I, I look at both of you and I think a yin and a yang, 100%. And so the fact that he then can take on those things and he loves those things and he's a productive human being. And yet he says, Hey Tara, like I got this part, you go ahead and you just thrive in like in your business and your creative side. Like that's just such a, a supportive partner. And so what do you feel do you feel like it's important that you have a overall supportive partner or like what what do you feel about that? Yes, absolutely. It's important to have a supportive partner even if you're not in the same industry or working with your spouse or significant other. It's important to have that support because if you're not at least working towards the same goal in life, you're going to end up drifting in opposite directions and having a hard time finding your way back to each other. So, 
we do get sucked into business conversations all the time. And yeah, sometimes we have to say, like, how do you manage reel it that? in and be like, okay, you know, and especially there's a, there's definitely, when you start working with your spouse, there's a gray line, like a gray area. Okay. Are we, are we talking husband to wife now, or are we talking business partner to business partner? Where are we standing right now in this moment? So it took a while to actually come to a point where we could actually separate those conversations and you kind of preface it with, okay, I'm coming to you as your wife and I just want to cry and I want you to tell me it's okay versus, okay, I have a business question for you. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm kind of going over in my head. What do you think? I need your input. Do you have any sort of like boundary or different things that like any, I guess, tips or tricks in order to like, if you do work with your spouse or you have that gray area, like what has worked for you guys in order to communication? You have to communicate. You have to have that conversation of like, okay, we need to be able to talk about these things, but I also have to have those moments in life where I am just your wife and nothing else. And I need you to hear me. So you have to talk about what I'm crying. No, sorry. No, no, it's so good. That was another hard moment in life for me. And I think for both of us is just figuring out we need to be able to talk business, but we also need to have those moments as husband and wife. So and it, have they like, have to be separate. Yeah. Because if it starts blending in together and you don't know where you're standing, you're going to be in the moment where you just need someone to hear you and you need to be able to cry. And they're going to want to offer you every solution they could think of. And that's not what you were looking for. Yeah. And it hurts. Yeah. I think that you hitting on the communication piece is everything because you being able to say like, Hey, if we're going to be working together, here are the rules. Here are the things that we need to have in place. There has to be boundaries. There has to be boundaries. And so do you feel like the main boundary is whenever you come home and you're at home together, does that typically shift into the husband and wife dynamic or do you feel like it's in the bedroom or what do you feel like is that break or that, is there like a certain (laughs) spot or is there more of the conversation? um, We've come up with the just question of like, can I talk business with you? Oh God. Yeah. So because then that way my brain can shift or his brain can shift and be like, oh, okay, I have to put on, you know, boss babe hat now, or I have to put on my business owner shoes and have to be prepared for that conversation instead of feeling like you just got home from work and you're just being attacked with all of this information that you weren't prepared in any way to handle. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, 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 you know, as an entrepreneur, your, your brain is very busy at odd moments of the day. So it could be like first thing in the morning and you're like, oh my God, I haven't had my coffee yet. Can we, can we stop? Can we not? I do that to Tony all the time. <laughs> and so. and that, that's me. I need the coffee. My brain's not ready. I, I'm sorry. You know, but then, you know, my brain gets very busy at night and I want to talk to him about all these things. And for a while, when he first started working with our distribution company, he was working from home. Yeah. So he was lonely and he had the kids. And so you know, he just wanted adult conversation and wanted to talk about something productive and meaningful when I got home. And I wasn't ready for that because I was dealing with people all day at the salon. And that's very draining when you're dealing with people in general. For me anyway, I tend to take on people's energy when they sit in my chair. You are an empath to I'm a definitely team. an empath and it's draining. So, and it, that doesn't mean that I don't love people. I absolutely love people, but I need that moment of recovery. Yeah. I need at least a 10, 15 minute break when I get home to, to just not deal with anything or not talk business or just, you know, hear that, oh, I'm so excited to see you. I'm so happy to see you. I'm glad you're home. Just you know. like, ah, uh, I'm here. Right. The day is done. And that's for even both of you. So the fact that he's now out and about and like going out to the salons and he's managing and he's having more, you know, conversations and he's much more, much more integrated in the business. Do you find that that's a little bit easier now that it's, you know, now that he's out and about and then now both of you can kind of find a, a relaxation or have that communication? It is. We work together, but we don't actually work together. Like we're not in each other's spaces throughout nice. the day. We have moments where our paths will cross or if I need to call him or he needs to call me to get something done or get a piece of information. So I think that actually keeps it very nice because I still feel like I have my own space. He still feels like he has his own creative space. And when we come together, there's just an understanding of where we've been throughout the day and what we've dealt with. So Wow, that's uh, that's actually that's great advice for I mean, if anybody is working with their spouse or even, I mean, even if your spouse is doing something different from you, just having your own things, that way you can then come together at the end of the day to say like, hey, you know, let's talk about our days a little bit, but then also like now we have that, you know, hey, we're just together. We're, let's do something together. Let's do something as we husband definitely have and wife our own or things, as partners. But they're related. So that makes the communication easier too. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, he also has his own opinion on a lot of the things that happen salon wise and, you know, other entities uh, that we deal with, you know, but we both have experiences with each part of our business. 
So it does make it easier to talk about. But as I said, you know, he's got his space. I've got my space, even though they're related. Yeah. So I think like communication at boundaries, that's huge. And just having the overall support of your spouse and your partner just in general is super key, just as you mentioned. So that kind of leads me into my next question that I just typically have for you in general is, okay, so you have two salons, you have a hair distribution company, an extension company. You are also teaching your method, your incredible extension method that doesn't damage hair. That is literally the, truly the best thing I've come across in the past two, two and a half years after having beaded extensions in the past. Yeah, I started an education company, yes. Yeah, and the education and education side, you're teaching everybody, whether it's virtual or in person. Right now, it's mainly in person, but you're getting into the virtual space. Yes, I'm uh, I'm launching a virtual education platform. So excited. Uh, That was part of my pivot, I guess, if you will, uh, for 2021. It's been in the works for a while, just because in-person classes were very different last year. Um, They were very small, much smaller than I used to teach, understandably so. And even over the last couple of years that I've been teaching, we've had people reach out asking if we offered an online class or if they could join a class via Zoom, you know, or, you know, connect with us somehow virtually without having to travel. The other thing is just the information that's covered in the class. It's so hard to give everybody the information that they're going to need to succeed with a method of hair extension, regardless of what kind of method it is, to be successful when they go back. It's like you're on information overload. There's no way that you're going to be able to remember everything and connect with everything and master everything in a one, two, or even three-day class in person. So what I'm doing with my online platform for education is it's going to be over a period of time. So there's going to be several weeks of training. They're going to have live and recorded trainings, and they're going to have connection with mentors, myself, and another associate of mine who teaches with me. So they have personal feedback, they have personal critique, and those are just really key things that you need when you're learning something. You want to learn from somebody who's done it, who's doing what you want to do, right? Who can also give you that personalized experience because when you're paying to learn and you're investing in your own education, you want to be able to ask questions and show you know, you doing it and just like have that one-on-one connection and hear from somebody directly versus just watching a YouTube video to see how something is done. You want to have that interaction. And I think that's something that you do so well. I've met some of your previous students that have skyrocketed in their businesses just from learning your method. And just the way that they say you have such a personalized touch with how you teach, it's exactly what you do whenever you are putting in extensions for me or for anybody else. You you look at it as, I'm going to make you feel like a million bucks, and I'm going to do everything I can to make you feel that way and to feel confident in yourself in this method and all of that. So I think that's awesome. And the thing was also that I, I still have previous students and stylists that I work with, they're constantly reaching out to me or one of my educators that I teach with with questions because the questions never stop. The learning never stops. There's always something changing. There's always something evolving. There's always something that you didn't think of or that something happens in the chair and you're like, oh crap, I didn't anticipate this. You know, not that I want to hold somebody's hand all the time, but there's so much detail that goes into learning a method of extensions or mastering any craft really that you still need somebody to be able to bounce an idea off of or make sure you're doing it right or someone to just give you the confidence that you need and say, you know, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, that's how it even is with fitness coaching. So it's one of those things where people are like, they could go and get a 20 to $40 cookie cutter plan but I mean, people want things to be custom to them, to their lifestyle, to, you know, I have all of these different things. I just want the blueprint associated with my life, but I also want someone to hold me accountable in order to do all of that. So it's similar to what you were just saying is like, you know, the questions never stop. They're going to come across roadblocks and you want them to be able to succeed in a shorter period of time and learn from you. So you have to have that. That's you know, what I love about your program as well. Just the personal connection that people are able to get with you when they join your program and they know that you're there for them every step of the way. And because I mean, any kind of fitness journey or nutrition journey, it's, you know, it can be depressing sometimes because you feel like you're putting in a lot of energy. And if you're not seeing the results that you thought you would get, sometimes you just need somebody to tell you it's okay. And you are doing it right. And you just need to have patience, you know, and I think that's something that most everybody lacks is patience. You want instant results. You want to be a rock star at everything you do right out of the gate. And like, that's the world that we're in right now is the instant gratification world. And it's because everybody's so used to getting Amazon Prime straight to their door. Like you of all people, like that's not how success works. No, you got to, you got to fall on your face and you can't all of a sudden, 
And also, if you fall on your face, don't then all of a sudden think that something is not for you. If somebody says no to you or you try to sell something or you are really good and you're passionate about something and someone doesn't buy your product, don't then all of a sudden drop it and say, you know what? I give up. I'm not doing this anymore. Same thing with your fitness journey. Don't all of a sudden like you're doing it for two weeks, don't see results. And then you're like, nah, I'm okay. Never what mind. What do you mean I didn't drop 10 pounds in a week, Michelle? <laughs> right. I'm like, um, all that fad diet stuff, that doesn't actually work just so everybody <laughs> is clear. But I mean, tell me a little bit about, you know, whenever you first started in this realm and like you, your entrepreneurial mindset, didn't you used to tell me it was, uh, I think I was sitting in your chair a while back and you said something about something that happened whenever you were younger when someone said no to you or, you know, you didn't make a, a, a team of some sort and then you almost took that and you were like, oh, maybe, maybe not. But yet tell me about the resilience and the the mindset that you've had since you were young in order to get to where you are today. So I don't like being told no <laughs> or that I can't do something. <laughs> and I'd say a lot of people can relate to that. Nobody likes being told no. Um, but I definitely have had a chip on my shoulder for, you know, most of my life somebody tell me that I can't do something. And my attitude is watch me do it times 10. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. Was there a a particular pivotal point in your journey where that happened? Or like, what would you say? Um, Well, the the first one was when I was in high school. (laughs) I tried out for the drill team my freshman year of high school and I didn't make it. And so I found some other things to do. And uh, then my neighbor, she was two years behind me. It was her freshman year of high school and she wanted to try out for drill team, but she didn't want to do it alone. So I said, okay, and was well, this I'll about do- a year later? Or this like- was like two years later. Two years so later. I was a junior. And so my junior year, I tried out, I went to tryouts with her and I'm like, okay, I'll do it with you. That way you have a friend and you know, it'll be great. You'll be awesome. awesome. I walked in and I looked around at all the girls at tryouts and just said, I got this and danced my heart out and I made the team. And it was, <laughs> it was very thrilling for me to oh, be able to awesome. understand that I put in a ton of effort to do this. And just had a positive attitude about myself really is all it was. I didn't go in there thinking that I would make the team. I honestly didn't because I had already been turned down once. I just figured I'd be turned down again. Yeah. But I I just went and decided I was going to shine no matter what. And uh, that, that was probably one of the first moments that I developed this way of seeing myself. And just the fact that like I see... Just being around you, being friends with you, the word I think of for you is relentless. Like you, no matter what, you just go and go and you, even if you trip and you fall on your face, you always get back up and you keep going until you win. And even after you win, you look at it and you you say like, oh, that was great. All right, next. You kind of have to be okay with a face plant. You have to because it's going to happen and you have to be okay with it and you have to learn to get up and keep moving. Yeah. Just and have something that didn't work, find something else that works. Yeah. But don't also let your passion diminish just because somebody tells you no the oh, first no, absolutely time. absolutely not. Then all of a sudden come back 10 times better, just like what you said. Maybe fine tune a couple of things, but just because someone said no or rejected you, that doesn't mean that you should stop. So many people just stop. No. So when I, when I opened my first salon... I, you know, everybody has like their work family, right? So I had my work family, people that I had been working with for several years and we kind of followed each other around when we'd move salons and we all left together and, you know, still kept in contact. And so when I was thinking that I would open a salon on my own, all of the details that went into it and all of my thoughts and the way that I shaped it was for my work family. And when I had told them what I was doing, I'm like, hey, you know, I have this idea and this is what I want to do. Would you come with me? Are you excited for me? I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That sounds great. That's amazing. But when it actually came to the point where it was happening, everyone threw their hands in the air and stepped back and said, whoa, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go with you. We're going to stay where we're at. We're going to watch you and see what happens. Oh, wow. So you then had to do everything independently and on your own and just kind of face everything. The first salon opened with me and one other stylist. Wow. So I had How did 18, that feel? I had an 18 chair salon with two of us. It was so, daunting. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. So then like, how did you, I guess like, what was the mindset you then, did you just maintain that mindset of like, all right, buckle up, let's go this. for it. Yeah. We're doing this. It'll happen. It, it may not have happened the way I wanted it to happen, but we're going to take this and we're going to, we're going to push forward. Yeah. And how did you feel about other people stepping back and then just saying, it's kind you of know, sad. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things like, did they all it of hurt sudden- my feelings? Yeah. Like, I'm not like this mushy person that gets their feelings hurt all the time, but it hurt my feelings. Yeah. But then like the fact that you said, all right, like you're not going to come with me. I'm not going to let you hold me back. I'm still moving forward, whether you like it or not. Well, that's the thing. The people that you expect to support you in life are not always the ones that are your cheerleader. 
they're not, you know, and I mean, I have found, this is a compliment to you, Michelle. I have found the biggest cheerleader in you and, you know, such a wonderful friendship with you. And it was not expected to have somebody that sat in my chair as a client become this important person to me. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. Just the fact that I've been able to be friends with you and just be able to surround myself with women just like that, because similar, we've talked about this in the past. Like we, whenever we were growing up, we had some really good friends, but it's more about like, for instance, for me, I actually had a conversation with one of my friends yesterday and I said, you know, whenever somebody said, were you more of a girly girl or more, were you more like a guy's girl? And I said, whenever I was growing up, I would say I was more of like a guy's girl. I liked hanging out with them, but it's because I was surrounded by the wrong type of girls. And it was because they were catty. They would talk about people and gossip, but that just wasn't my vibe. You know me, I'm a very positive, I guess you could say I'm a positive patty, but like, I don't want to ever talk down on somebody. And that's what I was surrounded by. And as I've grown, I've all of a sudden surrounded myself with people like you and my friend, Rachel, and my friend, you know, my best friend, Elise, and like different individuals. And I mean, I am definitely a girl's girl, but I had to be around, surrounded by people like you. And like, those are the people that propel you forward versus holding you back. And like, that's what's just so important. It's sad and unfortunate that so many women just have such negativity and they look for the bad in people and they look for you and wait for you to screw up or they wait for you to fail and they you know they celebrate your failure you know or they're excited about it security in them which is like they will support you until you're doing better than them like why it's weird to say that but it's true yeah, I guess it just brings up the insecurity in them of like them saying that they can't do that, therefore you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I think it has to do with how like how close they are with you. Somebody who's like directly connected to you, they're not going to be your biggest cheerleader. They're not going to be happy for you. They're not going to be as happy for you as you hope they would be. It's always the people that are so far outside your circle that tend to be the ones that cheer you on and are excited for you and want to grow with you and see you grow too. Yeah. How do you feel about outgrowing individuals? Like friends that you've had, you love them, you know, really good friends, but like, it's so hard when you're on an entrepreneurial mindset or on a journey, or you are growing as an individual and those people don't come with you. How do you feel about like having to phase those people out? What do you feel? I've gone through that quite a bit over the last several years, just being in the position of a business owner. The people that connected with, you know, in the past and the people that you've grown with, as soon as you're on a different level than they are, the whole dynamic of the relationship shifts, it changes. So, you know, as much as I want to be included and I want to be invited out to girls night and I want to go to happy hour and I want to do all these things that the group is doing, it's very obvious that I'm not on the same level and they don't treat me like I'm on the same level. Yeah. And how do you feel about, you know, a lot of, I guess like a you use your weekends and you use your time to be able to say, I will put aside time for my family and date nights with my husband, which I definitely want to talk to you about in a moment. But like, you are still using your time in a valuable manner. If you have a couple of hours, for instance, this afternoon, you're going to be working on something to help set you up for success for the week. When others just put their goals, put their businesses, put everything on the side, 99% of the world is like, screw it. It's the weekend. Woo. But like you are a person that I can text you on the weekend and say, Hey, I'm working on this. And you're like, Hey, I'm working on this too. Let's only work on it for a little bit, but we're going to still enjoy our family time, make sure we're being present. But you know, we need to still use this time because like you're either growing or you're dying. So it's like, we're still moving and we're using our time associated with that. And a lot of other people are going out and, you know, just, I don't know. It's like they're going out shopping or they're going out and drinking with friends and well, all I like this to go stuff. Out shopping and I like to go out drinking with my oh, friends. Yes. No, you definitely. Know, it's not that there's not but time you- for that, but when you actually need to be productive and you need to get things done and it, I guess, you know, just being in that entrepreneurial mindset, I don't really think of it this way, but you know, when I sit down to do something, if I spend an hour to get something done, that's going to move my business forward and actually make a big impact on what I'm doing. It doesn't really feel like I did a whole lot because I only worked for an hour. I'm like, did I really work? But without that little piece of work that I did in that one hour, I wouldn't be able to progress to the next thing. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be where you're going to spend your entire day or all of your downtime working and not enjoying life. Yes. But you have to prioritize moments where you can get something done. I definitely go down the rabbit hole when I want to know something and I need to find out information. True. We'll talk about that in a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a very specific night in mind. Okay. (laughs) But I guess my, my other question though is like, 
being as successful as you are, it's one of those things where it's also, you have your two amazing kids and your husband and your dog and everything. Like, how are you also making sure that you're spending time with them and still living life and being present? Like, what are some ways that you've been doing that? Like with your daughter and your son, for instance? Uh, Well, my son is a tough one. (laughs) He's 12. And he is very into online gaming and that is his sport. So, um, but it, it's funny though, it's my guilty pleasure. I'm a little bit of a gamer myself. I do Ooh, enjoy video I games. I've loved them since I was a kid. So I appreciate that about him. And we connect on that level where we can talk about things that we're into. And if we start talking about a game that we've both played, like we just sound like the biggest nerds. <laughs> I love that. I had no idea. Uh-huh. Confessions of Tara. <laughs> so, <good>. uh, <laughs> so for him, you know, it really is a challenge to get him to get up and moving and go outside and get fresh air. So, you know, we make efforts to do bike rides or walk the dog or do things like that. It's, it's, it's hard being in the middle of a pandemic when you're trying to be cautious and limit who you're exposed to. And the physical activity that he does enjoy is jujitsu. Yeah. So, and I, and he's good at it. He's really good at it. He actually progressed into the adult class. Nice. So super proud of him. But uh, also during right now in this very moment, we've taken him out of it just because with jujitsu or wrestling, I mean, there, there's no distance. No, <laughs> you you can't separate you gotta... your face, you know, six feet away from somebody else and participate in that sport. So what about with your daughter? What are some things that you're doing with her just to have just you and her time? So uh, every week on Sundays, uh, we take horseback riding lessons together. Oh my gosh. And uh, I used to ride when I was younger and I, I know I really enjoyed it. And then my family moved and I didn't pick up lessons again. And so I never, I didn't pick it up until recently. I have a girlfriend that moved here from Connecticut and she owns a horse and she invited us to go to the barn that she was at and visit. And so I, you know, I grabbed Avery. I said, we're going to go to the barn and we're going to go with Miss Leslie and check out the horses. And she said, oh, okay. Do we get to ride the horses? I said, no, we're not going to ride the horses. We're just going to go check it out and see if it's something that we like. She was pissed that (laughs) she didn't, that she wasn't going to be able to ride. how old is Avery? Avery is nine. Every Avery is nine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. And so she was really disappointed that she wasn't going to be able to ride. And so she crossed her arms and looked at me and said, do I get to pet a horse? I said, yes, you get to pet a horse. Okay. I'm in then. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and we visited and, you know, I just wanted to see if it would be something that she enjoyed and, you know, she loves anything with fur. So, you know, I think it was going to be a win for her no matter what. Um, so we went and, you know, we decided to start taking lessons again and I didn't realize how much I loved it and how therapeutic it is to have something, you know, out in nature, something for myself. You know, I love horses. I, I love being out at the barn and the fact that she loves it just as much as I do. I just, I mean, that's just something that we can connect over and we enjoy doing it together. We get to take a lesson at the same time and she gets to see how I'm progressing and how I struggle and I get to see how she progresses and how she struggles And the fact that she sees struggle and overcoming those struggles, I think that's just an important thing for her to experience. I mean, I think that you are just, I mean, you are just such an amazing role model for her and in general, and she's only nine years old, but yet she is progressing so much as a, as a human being able to have something tangible like that and something emotional with you and you get to do it together. I mean, like having that with, with your kid is just so important that you have something that you somehow share with them and grow with them versus just like, you know, Hey guys, mom's going to work. I'll see you for dinner. And then you guys go off and play your video games and go play with dolls. Well, Aaron's very into family time as well. So, um, on Friday nights, that is our family night. So we always order pizza on Friday nights and we watch a movie together. And even if they're not into it, if the kids are complaining, like, I don't want to watch a movie. We're like, tough, sit down. So <laughs> I don't want to watch this. I want to pick the movie. No, shut up. We're watching this. I love it. <laughs> so and we're not that mean to them all the time. Oh, never. We do let we do let them choose the movie some nights. But the idea is that we spend time with each other, disconnected from a device, disconnected from everything else that's going on in the world right now and just spending time together. So that's so, so important. I absolutely love that. And then I also want to just dive into the I call you I personally call you the queen of pivot and it's simply because I truly know your story just for knowing you for the past two and a half three years at this point and something that you know whenever the pandemic had hit you had to close both salons and there was a, a very stressful time that had happened for you where you didn't even know if you were going to be able to do hair again. And then all of a sudden you were then able to create and evolve this incredible new line that you now have. Tell us a little bit more about like when the pandemic started, 
What did that feel like? And then what was your mentality at that point to move forward? Well, first I'll say we're very fortunate to be in Texas because I know many hairstylists in other parts of the country were not so fortunate and had several shutdowns or extended shutdowns and have not been able to work. And my heart goes out to all the stylists in California who are just now returning to work after 10 months of no support, no income and not having their business. But all of us experienced those moments, you know, when everything was first shutting down. And so, you know, when we first shut down, I was like, oh, this is actually really nice. I get, I get some downtime. You know, you spend so much time working and working on projects and having your brain busy and all of these things and serving clients. You know, it's very easy to forget to take care of yourself. So, you know, to have extra rest and to have extra time with my spouse and to, you know, find other moments that I could enjoy and not worry about work. Well, that only lasted about a week or so. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that was just like, you just, it was just the break, the, like a small break that you mm-hmm. needed. You're like, all right, I'm done now. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you start paying attention to the things that are going on in the world and in our own country and, you know, what they were saying about, you know, COVID-19 and how it was spreading and what was happening economically. And they kept extending the time that we were going to stay home and that businesses had to close. So... I get very antsy. I always need a project to work on. I mean, you know me. There's always something in the pipeline. Even if I'm working on something, there's already a project that's There's already like eight projects There's already something that's coming next. (laughs) So, but I was in this place where I had four businesses that all succeed off of hairstylists being able to work. So I couldn't service clients behind the chair. I couldn't sell hair extensions because stylists weren't behind the chair and they weren't doing hair. You know, so I couldn't teach because you can't, you can't be with people. So all of these things at my salons were closed. So I wasn't making money off of the salons either. So all of these things, you know, are dependent on stylists being able to work. And I just had this moment where I went to a very dark place and I was like, what if I never get to do hair again? What do I do? I don't have another skill. I don't have another trade. You know, I didn't go to college. I don't have a degree. You don't, I mean, I don't even know what, I don't even know what most people are doing because I, there are people who have the luxury of working from home and still keeping their job. And then there's people that work with their hands and they have a trade and they can't go to work. I remember one exact night. It was at 940 at night. Oh, wow. You remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, I definitely remember. Oh, come on. You know, I have a good memory. But it was about like 9, 940 at night. Trust me. Remember, that's my bedtime typically. So like there's always that. I remember anything that happens after nine. And I just remember getting a phone call from you. You texted me. You said, hey, like, I just need to talk. I need somebody to talk to. And so you had called me and you were just broken down. You were just like, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know where I'm going to go, all of this stuff. And so we talked through it and then you weren't able to even sleep at that time. No, You were having terrible like sleep. We were talking about the use of magnesium and oh, like yeah. all of this stuff. And your brain was going a million miles an hour and you were just trying to think, think, think. And so what was the next couple of weeks like for you? Well, I think, uh, wasn't I trying to go through one of your programs with you or I was trying to get back on track with something yes, it was and like I the was not getting anything done because I couldn't sleep. And so because of when I don't get sleep, I I cannot function in life. So I know that may sound ridiculous to some people, but you know, I just, I I cannot function as a human being if I am, you know, sleep deprived. And as a mom, you're sleep deprived anyway from the moment your child is born. But (laughs) (laughs) um, no, so, you know, I, I, I wasn't getting a whole lot of sleep. My brain was really busy. And, you know, of course I kept getting messages and DMs from clients, you know, just trying to connect because we're all at home. There's no business happening. We're not seeing each other. They want to feel pretty and confident, even though you're stuck at home, you, you want something that's going to make you feel good about yourself. And so I would get messages be like, oh my God, my, my hair and my eyelashes and, you know, all of these beauty things that we keep up with and all of our routines, they kind of all went out the window because you can't get them for whatever time period we stayed home for, whatever lockdown was for. And so I just kind of paid attention to what people were telling me that they were feeling bad about. And I don't know why eyelashes kind of stuck with me. And we had thought about adding lashes to our company at one point, just because it made sense since we sold hair extensions. Like what if yeah. we did hair extensions and we had lashes? It was like always but, under the radar But it wasn't radar, something though. that I really, you know, really wanted to take hold of and add that. It just didn't seem like it was a priority at the time. And so I still needed or was hoping I could find a way to still have a business and to still, you know, do something to produce for my family. And so when people were complaining about their eyelashes and how ugly they felt and how, you know, they didn't know when they were going to be able to do their hair again and just feeling bad about themselves, 
I kind of took the eyelash idea and I, I started doing some digging and I'm like, huh, okay, well, maybe that could be something. And, you know, I, I did research on magnetic eyelashes. I did research on magnetic eyeliner. And then I did, you know, some research on some other ways of applying lashes and lash extensions. And I'm a big fan of black eyeliner. I know you are oh, too. Yeah, absolutely. Black eyeliner girl for life. Absolutely. And so I found I could get a hold of a black eyeliner that had an adhesive technology to it to apply eyelashes. And so for me, I suck at putting eyelashes on. Oh, like I'm the strip the lashes. I can't do them. And the glue and trying to get that right moment where it's that perfect tackiness to stick on and stay. And so I was just, I, I struggled with that. And so I had also at one point had uh, professional lash extensions. And when I needed to take them off, my girl went on maternity leave and I tried to get them done with another one of her coworkers. And it just, it wasn't the same. You know, you have your person and it's hard to go to anybody else. It's literally well, like your hairdresser. Like and I didn't you, like you the person, person she left me with. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm just going to take them off. So when I removed them myself, I had zero lashes left. And I had to go to Sephora and I had to get a lesson on how to put on strip lashes. And I had to wear them for a month at a time. I did get really good at them, but I didn't like the glue and they were irritating to my eyes. So do you get the white glue? Do you get, get the black the clear glue? glue or also, black glue. Oh. And I, oh, the black glue was awful. I but tried to also, use that and I smeared black glue all over my eye. But also, is it like, uh, do, what fullness do you get? What mm -hmm. angle do you get specific to your eye? Do you need to cut that? Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. But then also to hit on your point, I did eyelash extensions for like the ones where they put it on you for about a month. Mm -hmm. And number one, that's hella expensive. Uh -huh. So just like throwing that out there. Oh, also, I was a freak about it. I didn't want to be the girl that had two eyelashes left. So I went every single week. That's a hundred bucks a week. That is a hundred. Yeah. And then, but like also, you know, we're very kinesthetic people. Like we need to be up and moving. So laying down, having an appointment, laying down, having your eyes closed for hour, hour and a half, you have four businesses that you're trying to run. You have all of these different things that are happening. You can't allot time and then pay a hundred bucks a week and then dedicate an hour and a half. And then someone's just breathing on you. For me, I need short beauty appointments because if it's any longer than 45 minutes to an hour, I feel like there's something productive that I'm supposed to be doing yep. and I need to get out of here. Yeah. I, you, I mean, whenever I'm sitting in Tara's chair, you guys, I always have my laptop up. And so I'm working on things as she's doing my hair. Sometimes she makes me put it away because I need to <laughs> definitely detox. It's part of our therapy session and the tip I include. But I mean, it's just one of those things that like we are multitaskers. Women are naturally multitaskers. And so not only are you paying, we're like for eyelash extensions, not only are you paying a hundred bucks a week or every other week, and you're then having to dedicate that week. time. Uh -huh. And then other lashes, when you don't know how to do it and you don't know how to apply it and it's not easy, yeah. that makes it 10 times harder. So the fact that all of a sudden now you're like going into this lash line and you're like, okay, how can I make it easy, fun, you know, I wanted something that was simple. I wanted something that, you know, would still go with the aesthetic that I like to wear. I love the black eyeliner. I, you know, a good winged liner is my thing. Since I was 15 years old, my mother handed me a black liquid eyeliner and said, here you go. I said, oh, okay. And I ran with it. And that's been my thing ever since. But then even looking into like magnetic lashes, I, I, those were kind of a thing. But then everybody's eye shape is different. So if you have to cut it to fit your eye, you're going to cut a magnet off and then it doesn't stay on. It doesn't sit the way that it's supposed to sit on your eye. So, and then at one point I'm like, well, I kind of like the magnetic lashes. Maybe if I could find the eyeliner that I like, you know, because I, I like a pen. I like a liquid pen. That's what I use. That's easiest for me. And I wanted to find an eyeliner like that and maybe I could figure out maybe if I could get a magnetic liner in the pen instead of like one of those dipping pots, you know, yeah. like the liquid one that you just dip it in there and put it on. It was kind of messy. I had yeah. tried several of those Not and it was easy. just messy for me. It wasn't even. So I looked into that and trying to find a manufacturer went in the middle of a pandemic when everything is closed is really hard. <laughs> so, and as it turned out, the formula that was necessary for the magnetic eyeliner really couldn't be put into this pen that I wanted. And maybe it still could be, but I think it would be crazy expensive to try to find it. And so then I, I found this other technology and it was the liquid eyeliner. It was a pressure sensitive adhesive liner and you just line your eye like normal and it could be just a regular eyeliner or you can just press the lashes right onto the eyeliner. And for me, who struggles with, you know, doing the strip lashes and didn't really want to spend time doing that, you know, because I mean, it takes a good, you know, extra several minutes to your makeup routine to try to figure out and if you don't put it on just right. So anyway, with the eyeliner, you put the eyeliner on, 
you select your style of lashes and you just press it onto the eyeliner and voila. You're done. You're done. And the lashes that I, you know, picked out for the line, every time I wear them, somebody asked me where I get my lashes done. I'm like, oh, well, I don't get them done actually. But going back to why this was such an opportunity for me, what if beauty services are not going to be what they once were? And with businesses being shut down and businesses closing and people losing jobs, you know, are there people that are really going to be spending money on lash extensions and those higher end beauty services? And just being in a place where you just didn't know, I'm like, well, this is something, this is something that, you know, is an easy boost of confidence for any woman that loves lashes and wants to feel pretty and look beautiful to do whatever she needs to do throughout her day. And it's easy, quick, simple. And there's no reason that nobody would like this, right? Like who wouldn't? Definitely. I am personally a huge advocate for the Larev beauty lashes. They are so comfortable, so easy. And I love the fact that- Larev is my brand in case anybody was wondering. And Michelle just mentioned (laughs) it. Larev Beauté is the name of the line. And everything in the line is is French inspired. I love travel. That's another passion of mine. So I'm very much looking forward to when we're allowed to do that again. But yeah, Larev Beauté is the line. So like Larev is just- I personally love the lashes because one of the things that I told Tara a couple of years ago, even mainly last year, was I need to prioritize my self-care. I want to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward, but I want it to be easy and effortless as much as I can when it comes to my makeup, lashes, any sort of you know makeup or hair, anything like that. And so I mentioned that that was really important to me. And so whenever I went to go see Tara, she said, hey, I actually have this brand new line I'm going to be launching and I want you to experience it. And I said, absolutely, go ahead. And we put on the lashes right then and there. Oh my gosh, you guys, you put them on before she even left the salon. It was hilarious. It was under a minute that I had them on and I felt like a million bucks. So the most amazing part about the Larev lashes for me is that it was so easy. I then was like, hey, let me go ahead and test it for you. Be one of your beta testers. And so I tried, I was able to get 30 wears out of my lashes and I put them on every day. I wore them to the gym. They look natural, but you can almost tell like, oh wow, she's really good lashes. You know, those people they are like, mm-hmm. they're either fake or they're not, but I want to ask her about it. And they just look so good and they're so comfortable. They're not heavy. No, and they're not heavy at all. They're very lightweight. But and it, but here's the thing is that like I absolutely love them because you can feel beautiful and wear them in any situation every day. And I was able to get 30 wears out of them, which is insane because most lashes you wear them like once or twice and you throw them and out. garbage, right. And how easy it is. I was already using the Stila eyeliner. And so like the fact that I was then able to feel like a million bucks on camera working from home and still look like I had my life together in the well, middle of the pandemic. Here's the thing with working at home. Huge. I also had a moment where I'm like, well, who's going to need this if no one's going to work and no one has to actually get dressed for the day anymore because we're not allowed to go anywhere? Well, who would buy this? And then after talking to you and after talking to several of my other clients, when we did go back to work, that they're still working from home and doing conferences and business via Zoom, they're like, oh, I got to look good for my Zoom call. It didn't dawn on me that you still wanted to have a fresh looking face and beautiful makeup for people to see you on camera while doing business. And that's what I was doing is anytime I was talking with a client or anytime that I also am a corporate trainer. So I was training at least 25 individuals virtually. People are seeing you. People are seeing me. So you best bet I had the leggings on, um, but I had the beautiful sweater and my hair done and my, you know, my makeup fully done and everything for numerous hours per day. These lashes were just easy for me to put on at the very beginning of the day, wear throughout the whole day. And I felt incredible, even just working from home while still wearing my leggings and having my slippers on, but nobody else saw that. Right. They just saw my beautiful lashes and that I still put forth the effort and put my best foot forward as an ambitious female in my job. I made sure to still look the part and be the part even in a virtual setting. And the lashes just made my confidence go 100% even more. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. And I think that with that, your mindset shift going into, I also remember you telling me that your kitchen counter like blew up with all the makeup products that oh you God, had. Yeah. Uh, I tried but, to make my own at one point. It was a big science experiment. That was pretty funny. Uh, it was awesome receiving all of those pictures from you. You're like, look <laughs> what I'm doing. And I said, well, this is definitely an uptick from whatever we talked the other night. So. Oh, I'm, I made my husband break open almost every eyeliner I ever owned. Be like, I need you to break this. I need you to open it. I need to see what's inside of it. <laughs> I just, I, I just love your mindset just regarding all of that. And so overall, you guys, if you, I want to go ahead and check out, you know, the eyelash line that 
you know, Tara does have. It's Larev Bute. So L E R E V E B E A U T E dot com yes, for correct. the lashes. And definitely feel free to use code Michelle. I'm sponsored by your company and I absolutely love it. I would recommend these lashes to anybody. You guys, you have to add this to your arsenal when it comes to your makeup. It just is life-changing. You never have to go get eyelash extensions ever again. They are amazing, you guys. You will love them. I hope you get a chance to try them. I love that you love them so much, Michelle. Thank you so much for helping me with all of my endeavors with this. (laughs) Oh, obviously. And guys, if you do happen to have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out to Tara via Instagram. She is one of the most personable people. You can always ask her any questions or you can also DM me any questions too. A little wrap up here. We're right about the you know, hour mark or so. And I just want to ask you from your perspective, like what is some advice that you would give to entrepreneurs that are just starting out in their business, even, you know, during a pandemic or just even in general, what are some mindset things that you would, what's some advice that you would give them? Well, you have to be okay with failing because there's going to be moments you fail. There's going to be moments that you feel defeated and you just have to continue to push forward and you have to believe in yourself even when no one else does. It's easier said than done, but you also have to remember the why. Like, why am I doing this? Why do I need to push this forward? How is this going to serve me? And how is it going to serve others? I think that you have to just start. You have to not be so hung up on the details and you have to start. And that's something that I struggle with as I'm so focused on details. And if it's not perfect, it's not ready. And I think that has held me back on several of the projects that I've tried to work on because you just need to start and get something done. You can always go back and tweak it. You can always make it better. You can launch something and let it flop and redo it later. Start before you're ready. Mm -hmm. Because you're never ready. It's true. And then, I mean, I think that for anybody that is just starting out, Tara just hit on some of the most incredible things, but also make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people like Tara, for instance, for me, that has been the catalyst for me in order in the past two years for me to feel comfortable in order to get out of my comfort zone and start before I'm ready. And it's because I'm surrounded by people like you that say, I did this. I started before I was ready. And it was, it was scary. There was so much unknown, but always scary. The unknown is always scary. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things that you just being, seeing you and being able to watch you grow the way that you have, even in just the past two years on your social media and your businesses, you coming out with all of this stuff, like that just inspires me to propel my business forward and become a better version of myself. So I think just surrounding yourself with people like that, making sure you're not the smartest person in the room, you're of course, you know, integrating yourself and being involved and connecting with those people is just so important for your development too. Well, you guys, I'm super excited that we were able to have Tara on with us today. Thank Thank you you so so much much for for joining us. How can anybody find you? What are the things that you're working on right now? Tell us all the details. Um, So you can find me on Instagram in a couple of places. You can find me at Tara Tress, T-A-R-A-T-R-E-S-S-E. Tress is French for braid, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Um, I always wondered. And then at Hand Tied Halo Extensions, that is my education brand. And we will be launching the virtual education platform in a couple of months. So that is coming. Everything's already been recorded. We're putting together the final details of what the education course looks like. At Larev Bute is where you can find my amazing lashes uh, that Michelle loves to wear every day. There are so many styles you guys can choose from. You can shop the website, use code Michelle to get a special treat when you check out. There are mink lashes. There are silk lashes. There's bold styles. There's settled styles. There's something for everyone on that line. Also, the eyeliner itself comes in six different colors. So if you are not a black eyeliner girl and you want something a little more subtle or a little more colorful, you have options. And then you can also find my salon at Modern Luxe Salon. Oh, love it. So, And if you actually want to read more information about me, handtiedhalo.com has my personal profile on there as well as education and everything about my hand-tied extensions. And then my hairline as well. As Michelle said, I do have a hair extension line. Uh, you can find that at Pure Platinum USA is on Instagram. And pureplatinumusa.com is the website. So if you are a professional stylist, you can purchase hair. It's all 100% highest quality human hair. It's the best I could get. Everything is custom made according to the way that I asked for it. I have had my own line for the last six years, I think. And the hair is outrageously amazing. I have it on right now. It is 
so beautiful, integrated. It looks like your own natural hair. So that's just crazy. No one should ever know you're wearing extensions unless you tell them. Exactly. And if you were ever to put your extensions up in a ponytail, you don't have beads showing. Everything is just comfortable and it doesn't damage your hair, which is why I personally love it so, so well, much. That's why I teach it too. So I mean, you want something that is going to be the least damaging for your hair, something that is beautiful and seamless and something that makes you feel like a million dollars and gives you the biggest boost of confidence you could ever imagine. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tara. Honestly, you have been such an inspiration for me. I'm so happy that we are such good friends. And honestly, I just really appreciate the fact that no matter what, you are always making sure that everybody else feels confident and succeeds. And that's your whole purpose. So thank you so much for joining thank us you, today. Thank you, Michelle. It's so Yay. good to be here with you. All right. Catch you later, guys. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Hey guys, I hope you loved the episode. If so, and you want to share it with your friends, take a quick screenshot and post and tag me on Instagram, Michelle Stallings Fit. I love knowing which episodes are your favorite. Oh, and if you have a minute, head over to iTunes real quick and leave me a review, letting me know which episodes you loved and what you want to hear more of. It would mean the world to me. Love you guys and catch you in the next episode.